Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We invite you to get hold of your Bible, get a pad, a paper, and a pen or pencil, and follow along with us. We're we're doing healing school. I've got an intimate group here together today to join you, and we're studying the different healings that happened under Jesus's earthly ministry. We want to become skillful in these things. We want to become skillful at receiving healing. Uh, skillful at ministering healing. But I invite you today, as you're watching, expect healing. Expect that power right where you're at to flow into your body. Not just being a spectator, but participate with us today with your faith. We were reading in the previous episode, and we want to pick up there. I invite you to go back to that previous episode if you haven't had the chance to watch it, and watch it, because it will help lay some groundwork of some things that we're going to to teach on today. But go again to John chapter 4 and verse 46, and I'm going to read these verses all the way through verse 54. It reads, So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought Jesus that he would come down and heal his son, for his son was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And the nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down before my child die. And Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the, so the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. So I want us to back up and look at these verses, and we're going to touch on the previous verses briefly. So we see that this cut, this nobleman must have heard something about Jesus's ministry. Jesus had performed a miracle there in his region of turning the water into wine. Possibly he could have been at that wedding where that happened. We don't know. But we know this, that this which he believed about Jesus was enough to prompt him to come and receive healing. That he was expecting that his son be healed because of Jesus's ministry. And so Jesus said to him in verse 48, except you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. And so the nobleman in verse 49, the nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him and he went his way. So we see the man's faith was fixed on one thing. Jesus, come to my house, lay your hands on my boy, pray for him before he dies. This is where his faith was fixed. But Jesus knew that his faith could be brought to even a greater level. And so he didn't do anything that the man asked. 
He didn't go to his house. He didn't, he didn't pray for him. He didn't lay his hand upon him. But he used the method that was best for this man's faith. And this is what I want you to see. God's interested in doing what's best for your faith. He will, he will meet you at one level of faith at one time. And the next time, he may, not, he may not meet you at that exact level. He may demand a little bit more of your faith. Now, don't misunderstand me. God doesn't put bad things on you so that you can get faith. <laughs> don't misunderstand me in that statement. But God will meet us at where we're at in our faith level, and he will even bring us up in our faith level. And this is what Jesus did. This man was expecting that God, that Jesus would come uh, to his house and Jesus said, you don't need me basically come to my come to your house. I got something else to send to your house. It's called words. Amen. Amen. So Jesus spoke words to him and he said, go your way. Thy son liveth. So this man has to journey all the way back home. We know that he doesn't reach home till the next day. So he's hours in his journey home. Jesus gave him something to hold to on that journey. What he gave him was words. Go thy way, thy son liveth. These are the words as he's going his way that he is to remember. Resume living, go on your way back home and remember this, your son lives. Your son lives. So no doubt that is what he's holding to. Uh, no matter what you're faced with, no matter what is threatening you, God's word gives you words to hold to. Yes. And as we hold to what God says, instead of holding to what circumstances say, then we can resume living. And it's not being uh, light toward what we're facing. It's not being uh, uh, casual toward what we're facing. It's we're, we're resuming living the faith way. We're continuing on in faith. And as we just resume living, we're showing God, we believe your power is working. We believe that you're working in our behalf. And this is what Jesus, this is the expectation Jesus put on this nobleman is that he would resume living the faith way. He had to go home without seeing his son's condition change and expect his son would live. So verses 41 and excuse me, 51 and 52. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, your son lives. He inquired of them the hour when he began to amend. So this was not an instantaneous healing. This was a healing by a process. Even though it's not instantaneous, it's still divine. It's still supernatural. Anytime you get better apart from human means, God did something for you. <laughs> And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So they saw an outward sign, something they could measure of something in his body was changed. So I want you to see something in Mark eleven twenty four. If you would turn with me to Mark eleven twenty four. And it says Jesus is speaking. He had spoken, as you know, to a tree. The tree had dried up at the roots. He told it to, and it did. The disciples are quite taken with 
and impressed with that this tree obeyed him. An inanimate object obeyed Jesus. <laughs> the tree heard him. <laughs> the tree obeyed him. And they're asking him, basically, tell us how to do this. And in at Mark eleven twenty two, 22, he said, have faith in God. Or as the original says, have the faith of God. And he tells us, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Then we look at verse 24. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, we could say this, at the time you pray, at the time you pray, believe you receive them. That's our job. At the time you pray, we're to pray and we're to pray believing something. At the time we pray, we are to believe we receive them. And you shall have them. Now, this is where a lot of people misunderstand faith is they misunderstand it to, to say this. Believe that it's manifested and you'll have it. Jesus is not asking you to believe that something has manifested before it's manifested. He's asking you to believe that you have laid hold of it with the hand of faith. You received it. And when you receive it by faith, now it can manifest. Yes. Receiving and manifestation are two different things. Yes. That's what you need to understand about the law of faith. Receiving and manifestation are two different things. Manifestation is something that you can see in this natural realm. Receiving is a spiritual act. Receiving is something you do with your spirit. Receiving is something you do with your faith. Receiving is something that you do by releasing words. Your faith is released through words. So how do you receive? You don't receive by feeling. You receive by words. Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive them. You're receiving them with your heart. Yes, yes. When you receive it into your spirit, with your spirit, with your heart, when you say, I believe that, I receive that. The word tells us that Jesus took our infirmities. He bare our sicknesses mm -hmm. and with his stripes we are healed, right? When you say, I receive that. Yes. I, re I receive that saying. Mm -hmm. I receive what he did. I receive that on the inside of me. I agree with that. Your faith is simply your agreement. Yes. You're agreeing. You're agreeing. I agree. Unbelief is disagreeing. So when you read the word before an answer has even manifested and you say, I agree with the word, that's faith. Yes. And when you do that, that's the act of receiving. Amen. Receiving and manifestation are two different things. Now, if I let me read Mark eleven twenty four this way. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, at the time you pray, believe that you receive them 
with your heart and you shall have them manifest in the natural. See, you have to believe with your heart first. And when you do, now God has permission to manifest it. Your faith is giving God permission. God wants your permission. And when you agree with Him, you're giving Him permission. Let me say this. Every single one of us who are born again, we received our salvation without even seeing ourselves go to heaven. None of us have gone to heaven yet. Yet we believe that heaven is where our home is. We believe that when we take our last breath on this earth that we will go there. It hasn't manifested yet, but we believe it. So you can believe what has not been manifested yet. See, on the inside of you, you believe that. It's a choice. It's a choice. I choose to believe that. So... Receiving and manifestation are two different things. They are not the same thing. Jesus did not ask you to believe something has manifested before it's manifested. He's asked you to believe it's yours before it ever shows up in your life. That's what he asked you to believe. Amen. And this is the demand that he put on this nobleman. That it is, you're going to believe that your son is healed before you even see any change. Amen. Why people say, let me, let me say it this way. People say, oh, it's so hard to live by faith. No, 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 no. That's the easy part. What's hard is living by doubt. What's hard is living by unbelief because you never arrive at help. You never arrive. But when you live by faith, you always arrive at your victory. You always arrive at help. You always arrive at your need being met. You always know what the outcome is when you live by faith. You always know. When you live by doubt and unbelief, you never know where you're going to end up. You never know how low this thing's going to go. You never know how bad you're going to end up feeling. Living by doubt is hard. Living by unbelief is hard. Living by faith is a joy. Now, Hebrews tells us this. That uh, those who have believed do enter into rest. Ah. Once you say, Father, I present my need to you. And here is what your word says. Your word says that by his stripes I was healed. So even before it's manifested, I choose to believe that. I receive it with my heart. I receive that healing power. I receive my body whole. Even before I see any change, I receive it. And I thank you for it. Ah, now I can rest. Now I can rest. Because I believe that. So now I can rest. You don't have to wait till it's manifested before you get to rest. You get to rest at the time you believe it. Ah, what a joyous, easy life that is. The people that are unsaved, people that are in the world, people that have problems and difficulties and hardship, they can't rest till their situation changes. They can't rest till some kind of help has manifested. But we get to rest at the time we pray. We don't have to wait 
for anything to manifest. We just rest knowing he heard us and we took him at his word. Therefore, I'm just going to rest and I'm not going to let go of my faith while I'm resting. I'm not fight. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to get something from God yet. I'm just key. I just continue to declare what I believe. Oh God, it's so good to rest because you heard me and healing powers working in me now. It's always working in me now. Right now it's working in me. Right now it's working in me. You see, you believe you receive it even before it's manifested. What a, it's the best life. It's the best life. It's the way God operates. That's why he gives us of his own faith. Have the faith of God. He shares his own faith with us because he knows the faith life gives us the best life. Because we get to rest before manifestation happens. And we're not, we're not staking our faith on a manifestation. We're staking our faith on what God said. Amen. So how you say, Pastor Nancy, I've been trying to believe. How come my answer hasn't come? The thing is, is all you have to do is say, I believe I received. You had to perform the act of receiving before your answer can manifest. You must perform the act of receiving before your answer can manifest. How do I perform the act? That's what Mark eleven twenty four is. What things have you desire when you pray? Believe you receive. Believe that's that's performing the act of believing. I believe I receive. I prayed, I believe I receive. I believe I receive. That is performing the act of receiving. How easy is that? Yes. We've complicated it by overthinking. We've complicated it by trying to figure out what can only be believed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how me saying words changes my body, but it does. I don't know how me calling Jesus my Savior translates me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, but it does. I don't know how praying the salvation prayer will cause me to end up in heaven when I breathe my last breath, but it does. I don't have to figure it out to believe it. I choose to believe it. I choose to believe it. Hallelujah. So to receive, you perform the act of receiving before anything manifests. Amen. And the performing the act of receiving is saying, I believe I receive. I believe I receive. That's what this nobleman did. He went home saying, my son lives. My son lives. Go thy way, thy son liveth. And all the way home till the next day, he's remembering my son lives. See, he's performing the act of receiving that. He's saying it. You perform the act of receiving with words, not feelings. With words, not feelings. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter whether you feel any different. It matters what you say. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 53. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said to him, thy son liveth and himself believed and his whole house. Notice this healing brought his whole family to faith in Jesus. Praise God. This healing 
did not stay limited. It multiplied into the salvation of a household. Everyone believed. How wonderful miracle power, healing power is because it will help others to receive. Healing was a doorway that brought blessing to the whole family. Amen. Healing is an effective method of turning many to God. Why do you think that Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing? Because healing was one effective method of bringing many to God. That when they would see people healed, they would say, I want that. I want the one who performed that. Right? Hallelujah. So I would say this, that this miracle speaks expressly to our time. Because it shows that Jesus does not have to physically be seen in your house. He does not have to physically walk into your house for you to obtain the answer you need. Jesus, this is what the nobleman wanted. Come to my house. And Jesus said, not today. I'm sending my word. His word is him in your house. Yes. Yes. Many people want to see him. They would say, if only Jesus would show up and just put his hand on me, I'd be healed. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Why? People wish all the time that Jesus would appear to them, but seeing Jesus is no guarantee that you'd receive healing. You want to know how we know? Because there were so many people, multitudes around Jesus who saw him every day through his earthly ministry that never received. There were Pharisees, there were lawyers, there were doctors of the law, there were scribes, and there was the general public that pressed upon him. Think of it. We have the testimony of the woman with the issue of blood. In Mark chapter 5, she pressed through a multitude She touched him and Jesus said, somebody touched my garment. It sounded like a general word because the disciples said, Jesus, the whole multitude is thronging you. To them, it sounded like a general word, but to her, it was very specific. I touched him. My body changed. He's talking about me. Why did he say who touched me? There were people touching him that weren't receiving anything. So just seeing Jesus doesn't mean you'd receive. Just being able to touch him physically is no sign that you'd be able to receive your healing. It takes faith to receive. It's not seeing that causes you to receive. It's faith that causes you to receive. Faith comes by hearing. Faith doesn't come by seeing. Faith, if you won't believe words, you wouldn't believe him if he showed up physically. Why? Because you'd ha- you'd still be uh, there would still be a door open to doubts, yeah. doubts, doubts. See, it's words, hearing God's word and believing it that runs doubt out. Yeah. And if you haven't run doubt out of your life, even when Jesus showed up, you still wouldn't believe because you don't believe if you don't believe his words. So this miracle speaks expressly to our time because this man received the healing of his son based on words believed. Not based on Jesus's physical body in his house, touching his son, praying over him out loud. Amen. No one receives healing because they see Jesus. They receive healing because they believe what he says. Praise the Lord. Real faith 
doesn't need to see before it believes. Right. Re Bible faith. Uh -huh. The Bible version of faith. Right. Yes. Doesn't need to see before it believes. Right. It takes God at his word. What an honor. We get to hear words and believe them. That's yes. enough. I don't That's have to enough. see anything yeah. change. I don't have to see money show up. I don't have to see my body change. I don't have to see change in my children. I don't have to see change in my marriage. I don't have to see change in my business. I just choose to believe God's word and those words will make the change. Those words will make the change. I believe that God's word makes the change. Amen. Amen. And therefore, we get the privilege of resting before anything in the outward realm, in the natural realm, shows up. He wants us to rest. He wants us to live a life of rest. So he says, I authorize you to believe that you receive your answer at the time you pray. You don't have to wait till it manifests. I authorize you to believe it's yours at the time you pray. Believe you receive it. At the, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. Now you're authorized to rest. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. You don't have to let that absorb your whole attention and let that be the talk around the dinner table of all, all you're going through and this is going wrong and this is going wrong. Now, no, you're authorized to rest because you believe. Not because you see, but because you believe. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalms chapter 107 and verse 20. Psalms chapter 107, verse 20. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. What is it that tries to destroy you? Might not be the same thing that, might not be the same strategy the devil uses against somebody else. But whatever would destroy you, whatever would be a tripping place for you, you're delivered from it. Amen. Yes. Yes. By the word. Yes. By the word. Yes. His word heals. Yes. His word yes. is the healer today. I said his word yes. is the healer today. Yes. Believe the word. Speak the word. Receive the miracle. Amen. You receive it. See, your answer is in two forms. It's in its invisible form and it's in, it, in its visible form. You must believe that it's yours while it's still invisible. When you believe it's yours while it's invisible, it will become visible. It will manifest. Your answer exists in two forms. Faith lays hold of it while it's still invisible. Praise the Lord. And when you do, God will make sure it becomes visible to your life. Hallelujah. So we speak to those of you that are watching today. Receive your healing. Be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We speak to pain. Take your hand off their body in Jesus' name. We speak to symptoms. Leave their body. Disease. Leave their body. Illness. Leave. Everything that is not of God's best, leave their body. Be healed in Jesus' name. Say, I receive it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.